0: Hello, I'm Darren Heath and I'd like to introduce Caroline Stockman, Chief Executive of the Association of Corporate Treasurers. Today is the fifth of our Strategic Insights series of short podcasts, where Caroline draws on her wide corporate, not-for-profit, exec, non-exec and coaching experience to share some valuable insights developed over a full and rich international career. And we're going to look at what it takes to survive in the boardroom.
1: Thanks, Darren. As for the title of this podcast, it's been said that in the boardroom, women represent all women, whereas men only represent themselves. When I first read this, I immediately felt it was true to my own experience, and particularly the case if a woman does something wrong or unpopular. Even the language used by many, for example, stating the person's gender when not at all necessary, highlights that women are under scrutiny as representatives of all other women. And we can imagine how that fits in with the ladder of inference we've discussed, helping to reinforce preconceived ideas and prejudices. So, a woman on a board really has a huge responsibility, and until there are more women on boards, that will remain so. In the meantime, I hope that some of the thoughts and theories I've developed from working on a variety of boards over the years may help others, men as well as women. First and foremost, you need to know your stuff. I'm stating the obvious, but from my experience, believe me, it's not obvious to all. Get stuck into the induction programme offered, and if not offered, then ask to have one. Get to know the business well. Not so you can start to become operational, as your role is one of governance and direction, but to ensure you understand it and its culture. Take up any offers of board training, or indeed arrange your own. For example, Fidelia's excellent course, A Seat at the Table. It will cover, amongst other things, all the hot topics boards are currently concerned with really ensure you understand the terms of reference of the role and the distinction between a governance role and an operational one which this is not. But above all don't feel this is beyond your capabilities. If you follow this advice you'll be a great non-exec director as there are many who do not take the role seriously enough and in some cases it's really just a status trip for them. In the board meetings themselves it's key to be authentic as ever so only say something if you really have something to say. Don't raise a challenge because you think you ought to, or ask a question because you want to seem knowledgeable or prove that you can contribute. Contributions are good when they add value, but it's wise to focus on listening in the first instance. Ultimately, to be influential in the boardroom, it's about growing and developing yourself, rather than focusing only on the detail of the content or specifics of the interaction. As you mature and try out new things to expand your toolkit and get more effective in choosing your responses, you'll be listened to by others and valued as an authentic and valued contributor. And don't forget, you were selected for the board, so enjoy. And a word on selection. Remember, you're selecting them as much as they're selecting you. Do your due diligence. Organisations vary greatly from each other, also in culture and approach to governance, Find out as much as you can from people who know the organisation. Read up anything you can find in the news, research other board members, the chair and chief executive, and form a picture in your mind as to what it might really be like as a member of the board. Remember, they'll be selling themselves too, and you need to exercise an appropriate level of due diligence. Don't be seduced by the desire to get the role and have it on your CV. Sometimes it's better to say no than end up somewhere you might regret. At one stage of my career, I was asked to consider going for a role on the board of Kids' Company. I did my due diligence, and something in the board composition told me I would be a lone finance voice, and it wouldn't necessarily be somewhere I could have the impact I might want and need in terms of ensuring financial rigour. I decided not to progress, and a few weeks later, they were all over the news. It was a narrow escape, and one I'm wise to remind myself of. Going for a role somewhere where you feel passionate about the organisation is really important, of course, as is whether you gel with the people. At the end of the day, such roles, paid or voluntary, are very fulfilling and provide an opportunity for the treasurer to add real value. Indeed, the treasurer has a unique skill set which is highly transferable, so do consider getting yourself out there and securing yourself a non-exec role.
0: Thanks for these tips, Caroline, and in case you're wondering how to fit it all in, The next podcast will be talking about life balance, so do come back for that. Until then, goodbye from us, and thank you for listening.